create that combination of dedicated people that are, are all towards the same goal, I think that's when the changes come. I've always, I've, I've had other districts come up to me and ask me, what do you do? How do you do that? How can we get there? Welcome back to the Building Blocks podcast. This is a podcast devoted to highlighting the people and programs that are the building blocks of Paraline ISD. As always, I will be your host, the proud superintendent, Mr. Berger. Our goal over the next 30 minutes is to give our listeners, parents, students, and staff an inside look at who and what is building Pearland Proud. Today, I have two special guests. That's right, two people at the table. One is the cornerstone of student success and the picture of Eagle Pride and a major reason and advocate for why it is better here. And he is an art whisperer that turns everything he touches into a masterpiece. Please welcome Dawson High School fine art teacher Terry Zutek and Pearland ISD fine arts coordinator Victor Regosa. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the table. I'm glad you're here for the Building Blocks podcast. Uh, before we get started, community may not know who you are. So if you can take turns and let us know, speak to how you became great educators and advocates for fine arts. I am Terry Zutek. I teach art at Dawson High School. And I would have to say I come from a family of educators. I feel like I was born to be a teacher. And I have high expectations for myself and my students. And I feel like that's what is successful at Dawson. And you are successful at Dawson. Thank you. Yeah, well... For me, it all started early, I guess, uh, uh, getting influenced by my teachers and everything like that, great educators. Uh, interesting fact, I did not take art till I was a senior in high school. And the only reason was because I had to take a fine arts course to graduate. So I took it in that high school. I loved it. And uh, that, that particular educator inspired me to become an educator. So at that point, that's what, what turned my whole life around. Uh, coming up, ra being raised in a, you uh, know, well, a hard neighborhood per se. You know, I relied on sports a lot to get me off the streets. And uh, that filled that void to save my life per se. But I always felt that art was what saved my soul. So that's what how I became. Victor, we, we got to pause here. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's like a Hollywood movie. Well, well off yeah. of the hard streets, an athlete finds his art potential because of the inspiration of a teacher, and now look what he's doing. Well, the, the thing is, I'm not the only one. There's there's many students out there that 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 have followed the same path and everything like that. So I mean, uh, but it all stems to our what my mentors in uh, in athletics and my mentors in art were able to bring in me, so I could give back. And that's I've always felt that I always give back to the community and with my students. I've always had that with them. Make sure you give back to the community. Make sure you, you do all of those extra things, community uh, outreach kind of things and everything like that. So that's Well, that's phenomenal. So the two carrots we can get there, it's never too late to find your talent. That's right. And there's always out there somebody can motivate somebody to find that talent. And that's what you two do every day with our students. And, and today we're here to highlight. Uh, we want to highlight some of the things that you have done to impact our students. Uh, the success in Pearland ISD that we have had, and we want to focus a little bit, bit on something that's coming up, and that's the Rodeo Art Contest. So if you can speak to that, it's not just as simple as what people may think it is, the process that you have to go through and the students have to go through to produce this art. So Mr. Regoza and I started the process the day the competition ended last year. Um, the best part to me is us going out and finding photographs and taking photographs for students. Um, we have been up at 5 a.m. in the morning on a farm. Uh, I've never been on a cattle drive, but we got to do a cattle drive. And so it starts with us 
finding inspirations for the kids so they can have um, artwork that is successful. And, and why do you have to go take these pictures? So the rule is for Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is it has to be taken by the teacher or the student. And it is very hard for some of the students to have the connections of finding a place to take a picture. So um, we have always, since the beginning, have tried to get a bank of pictures for the kids to use. That's phenomenal. So what kind of stories do you have on these picture journeys? Well, I'm going to uh, add a little bit to this 5 o'clock morning uh, photo shoot. Masutech had just gotten back the night before from a state marching band that's in San Antonio. So she drove and she she went to... Uh, and before you go, that's the state marching band that and both Dawson and Pearland were participating yes. in. Correct. Another example of great fire. Absolutely. Yes. So she went over there and, and she... Uh, she supported her Dawson uh, band. She drove back. By the time she got home, I believe it was uh, closer to 1 o'clock in the morning. And she asked me, what time uh, do I need to meet you? 5 o'clock. Sure enough, she was late. 5.15. <laughs> <laughs> so so we went, out, we, went and, uh, we went and took photographs and everything like that. Uh, she had only about three hours worth of sleep, but she was there. She was taking photographs. But going back to the process, I mean, like, like uh, Ms. Sutek mentioned, we start as soon as this year's uh, competition is over. We start planning, we start analyzing, we start looking at, at some of the things that they selected so that we don't repeat them, but we learn from what they have selected. And so there's a strategy behind this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. It's like being a coach. Yeah. There's definitely a strategy. And then once we've gotten our pictures, then the next phase comes where you sit down and you talk about where what are the strengths of each kid, which photograph would um, you know, be able to show off their talents. And so that's a whole nother couple of months of picking out photographs for the kids. And then they start and it's a long process. They've been working on it right now for a couple of months and then their entire winter break will probably be working and finishing it up. Just the dedication to it. And, and with the support that y'all give to them, taking the pictures, finding their talent, finding what motif or picture aligns with their skill, what has been the fruit of that? Some people may not know the success that Dawson High School, Pearland ISD, and Victor have, have had at Rodeo Art. Well, I would say, I mean, I can speak for Dawson. We've been pretty successful in Rodeo through the years. The last couple of years, I think there's several things that's happened. First of all, we got Victor, who has connections, and we can find the pictures. Um, before Victor, it would be our deputy superintendent and I climbing over fences and photographing. Legally, legally, <laughs> legally climbing over fences. Definitely legally, but we would have to go and find pictures and subjects, and it was hard. And so what Victor brings is he has those connections. And so it starts with that. And Well, I, I want to add that it, it also starts at the elementary level. Our elementary, our teachers are amazing. And it's always fun when we, when we have our exhibit here to see all the, the, the students, the teachers, community members, everybody come and enjoy the exhibit, which is coming. I want to invite everybody. It's going to be the 25th of January where we're at it. Put that plug in. So, uh, But, yes, it, it starts there, and it's, it's always nice uh, to see that. Going to the fruit of our, our, uh, the teacher's hard labor, you see that when younger students and their t teachers and their parents go up to the high school teacher's and they talk to like yeah. My favorite thing is Miss Henshaw, who is retired, but Miss Henshaw would bring little kids up to me and be like, "You're going to have this kid, you know, be a second grader." 
and they'll want their picture taken and they want to see the high school kids. And so this excitement builds from when they're little. So by the time they're in high school, they know what Dawson High School is about and Pearland ISD and what our expectations are. And we win. That's what we want. And so I kind of forgot what you asked, Mr. Berger. Well, but when you say we, have, we win. Yes. I mean, I think the term yeah. is grand champion. champion. I forgot. I forgot. But yes, two years ago, we did have the grand champion. Um, the cool thing about Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is it benefits kids financially. And so not only are they winning on a really great piece of artwork, but they're having the opportunity to get money for scholarship, you know, for college. And so we did have the grand champion and she walked away with $38,000. We also uh, have been very successful in some of the other top awards, which is class champion, reserve class champion. And so every year we have seen, obviously we haven't had the grand champion every year, but every year, probably for the last six or seven, we've seen class champions, reserve class champions. Well, anybody that's at the Houston Rodeo and gets that uh, art auction program, mm -hmm. they're going to see more than one Dawson High School or Pearland yes. ISD name in that program. Yes. Last year, we had 11 total for Pearland ISD in the high school level. And then we also had a junior high winner. And um, it's noticed. It, our Pearland ISD is repeated many, many times. And it's really cool to be there at the events because when we get to take a picture, you know, you see all those kids from Pearland ISD. So it's, it's, it's been very successful. And, and, and with that, you, you, you mentioned coaching. And so coaches build programs. And that's kind of sounds like what y'all have done. So, Victor, when you came in, was the fine arts program, the rodeo art program, as robust and strong as it is right now? I think it was it was good. But I Don't think, be humble. Well, well I, I, I think that what it is is now you bring some of my experience from my previous uh, years in the classroom, and I join them with great teachers. And I'm learning as much from the teachers as I hope they're learning from me. So when you you create that combination of dedicated people that are are all towards the same goal, I think that's when the changes come. I've always I've, I've had other districts come up to me and ask me, "What do you do? How do you do that? How can we get there?" And I tell them what we do. And my thing is, when I was in the classroom and I and I see this in in Masutek and all the other teachers. First day of the school in August, we will put up our hours of operation, which was 7 a.m., ending time till the job gets done. So that, that tells them that it's all about hard work. There's no magic lesson or anything like that. It's just the hard work and dedication. When I think that when the students see that the teachers are working that hard and they see and they hear the stories of not only Ms. Sutek but some of the other teachers going and taking photographs and everything like that, that inspires them. That, that gets them going and say, if my teachers out there are doing the hard work, I need to put in the hard work as well. So they're, they're also modeling, I guess. But uh, I think part of the success, like I said, is, is the, the students we have, the dedication, the vertical alignment that we have, and how tight-knit our, our art department is as a whole. And outside of the Houston uh, Rodeo Art, we also have a local Pearland Expo, and I think we, we do pretty well there where our own community comes out and supports the fine arts. Absolutely. We... we we, we always do really good. Uh, uh, this started, uh, I want to say, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe, when they started to introduce uh, a visual art component to the, to the expo. Uh, and it started a little bit, the, the auction pieces, and correct me if I'm wrong because I wasn't here, in the hundreds. Now they're selling for in the thousands. So that's really nice. But 
In addition to that, we are expanding a little bit further, if I may. So we're also going into, because we're being invited, hey, Fort Worth Rodeo, we want you to participate in our rodeo. Austin Rodeo, we want you to participate in our rodeo. Because they want quality artwork for the buyers. They invite the champs. Well, you know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, yes, they do. So beyond rodeo art, Pearland ISD has an award-winning fine arts program across the board. What other events and showcases are coming up as we get to the end of the semester or possibly next year? Uh, what other things are we participating in or the community can enjoy? So right now we're waiting for the results of the Scholastic Art and Writing uh, event. So that starts at a regional level. And then that moves on to, to the next level, which is going to be the national level. At the national level, you're talking about the 1% of over 300,000 entries. So to be able to get a medal at the national level is a big thing. Uh, I believe that we've gotten one the last four years. Uh, at that point, the student and the teacher get recognized at Carnegie Hall. So it's, it's, a, it's a big event. And then we also have uh, VASE, which is uh, the statewide um, it's almost like a UIL for the visual arts. And then from there, we move on to our big big art day. This will be our third uh, big art day, our third annual uh, big art day, which is great because we it's a community event. Uh, so we have uh, artwork making takes from the elementary and middle schools. We have chalk art. And the best thing about it is that it's 100% sponsored. So we're talking about the community and we're talking about corporations looking at us and we're talking about even Region 4 coming in and saying, hey, I want I want a part of that. So we also get invited to go present at Region 4 when they have their presentations because they were so inspired and they like so much what they're seeing is that this is what education should look like. So th these are some of the things that just I, I know. Right. Those things, that big art day, that happens out there at the Pearland Town Center. Yes, sir. And it's free for anybody in the community to come out and enjoy. Yeah. And it showcases not only the visual arts, but all the arts that Pearland ISD has to offer. Absolutely. Yes. We we want to make sure we, we, uh, we highlight because it's also, it happens to be there in a, National Art Education, uh, uh, Youth Art Month, and it's also yeah. uh, yam, yes sir, and it's also uh, during during uh, uh, art uh, music in our schools, so we try to get music in there, and it's also theater in our schools, so we have uh, both high schools come in and have a small presentation of their musicals on there as well. It's 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 a great event. Uh, I enjoy it very much. Don't want to gloss over the the medal and the Carnegie Hall thing. I, I had the pleasure. Uh, this year of draping a medal on Ms. Zutek here. Can, you, can we speak to that medal, that, that award-winning presentation and what happened there? Well, Mr. Berger was there and the, the because we didn't get to go uh, to New York, they mailed us the medal and he presented it to me in a fun <laughs> presentation. But why, why, why did you, how did you earn the medal? If you have a student that is a national winner, the teacher is recognized as well. National winner, where we're talking about the top 1%. Yes. yes. That that came from your classroom. It did come from my classroom. The talent at Dawson High School. I'm going to tell you, we have talented kids, and I think my expectations are high of myself and of my students, and they meet those expectations every year. Well, if you set the expectations, they will meet it. And, and like you said, you know, uh, you don't quit when you're tired, you quit when you're done. And so I, I appreciate that model. Uh, so, Mr. Ghost, a little, little personal thing. Uh, the visual arts, I, I really, really enjoy. And I came to you with a very uh, nebulous idea about how to bring visual arts and how we build Pearland Proud together. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and what you did with that idea? Absolutely. So when you first brought it up, it was like, hey, I want to do something where we could communicate uh, the build Pearland Proud. Uh, and 
uh, and do it visually, I thought it was the greatest thing because it's like, you know, a painting is worth a thousand words. And what better way to be able to express uh, what Bill Perlin Proud is than through artwork? So after talking about it uh, a little bit, we, we decided to do something that's going to be more of a vertical alignment because we want to include Bill Perlin Proud doesn't just happen at the high school level, but it starts when they're coming in at first grade at kinder. So what we want to do is create four pieces of artwork, large pieces of artwork, and it's going to get the, the conceptual side of the idea is going to start at the elementaries because the elementary kiddos, they see it. You know, they're, they're, they're 100%. There's no lying about it. They're just going to tell you what, what, what's, what they really see. So they come up with the ideas. Then we take those ideas, the conceptual side of it, and then we take it up to the high schools. And then the high school students are going to treat it like commercial art. Okay, this is what my client wants and everything like that. So it leads them towards a career path if that's the way they want to take this. They create the, the piece of artwork. It's going to be on a large canvas. It's going to be 60 by 72 uh, inch canvas. There's going to be four of them. Two are going to be at Dawson High School and two are going to be at Pearland High School. After they draw it in, then they're going to take it to the uh, uh, middle schools, to the feeder patterns. They're going to paint, start painting on it. They could add a little bit more. They could take it a little bit more away. But the same thing goes throughout where it's going to be built Pearland Proud. Then I take those canvases and I'm going to take them to the junior highs. And they're going to add even more to it and everything like that. The final step is going to be taking it up again to the high schools where the high school kiddos are going to see and work out for what the, everybody else has worked on. And they're going to bring it all together. Uh, at the end, we're going to uh, unveil it on, uh, I believe, Big Art Day, uh, where, where where it's going to be almost like a competition where we're, we're going to be able to have a like a people's choice where people are going to be able to to talk about it and even vote on it and everything like that. So it's got to be a neat event. So I just, well, I'm great. very excited about the process because well, you are correct. We talk about Bill Perlin Proud and you took that idea. We want to get the elementary's mindset, the high school interpret that, the junior highs and middle schools put it together and the finishing touches by the high school and we're going to unveil it. It's going to be phenomenal. So once again, Big Art Day is? It's going to be March 25th. March 25th at the Pearland Town Center. Come out and enjoy some art on Big Art Day. Okay. We will soon be moving into course selection. What would you advise a seventh or eighth grade student about fine arts in high school if they're thinking about it? Well, what I would tell a seventh or eighth grader is pick, if they are a fine arts student, they need to pick what they love. There is a lot of time and energy that goes into these programs and you want them to be excited because some of their other coursework is going to be hard and tedious and you want them to do something they love. The other thing I would tell them is, you know, there's this misconception that if you are in band, you cannot do anything else. And if you look at the, the true fine arts student, they excel at multiple fine arts areas. And so I would want them to know that, hey, you can be in band but you can also be in art and you can be in them all four years. You don't have to pick which one you want. Um, but I would definitely, they need to pick something they love because for instance, band, you're putting in a lot of hours in the heat, marching, theater, you're putting in a lot of hours. So you want to make sure that you're picking things that you really love and can excel at. And even if you think I have a little bit of talent, you can hear on, on, on this podcast that our teachers and our support systems can pull that talent out of you. We can grow that talent for you. So just because you can't draw or paint a masterpiece right now, it doesn't mean that Terry Zutek can't get you a grand championship by the time you're a senior. I will definitely say I have had freshmen that come in and I'm like, 
ooh, I'm not really sure, you know, where this is going. And they'll be some of my top artists. To me, my sons play baseball and every kid hits their baseball peak at a different time. You could be terrible in Little League and be a star player in high school. And so I kind of look at that with the art kids too. Everyone comes in at a different level. So you might have something that some kid that comes in and is struggling and then junior year, the light switch goes off. And you're like, wow, where did that come from? And so I always, with freshmen, I'm like, listen, the light bulb's going to come on at some point, you know? And so I I think that if you love art and you work hard, but you're not quite there with skills, you can still take art. That's awesome. So we're going to move. We're going to switch just a little bit. We're going to move to something we do called a rapid fire questioning. I just got some questions for you. They're kind of fun. Uh, answer them. Just whatever comes to your mind. What is, and I'll, we're going to go ladies first, Victor. Yes. What is your best high school memory? Oh, I would say my best high school memory is being in the dark room, like the real dark room with film and in photography class. Okay. In the digital age, our students are not going to understand what a dark room is. It's where you develop film. And I bet they don't know what film is either. <laughs> Maybe I should have come up with a better No, that's good memory, though. But. So uh, Google it. It's on YouTube. Dark room. <laughs> Victor. I think for me is. a... Uh, Believe it or not, cafeteria lunch. I love cafeteria lunch. I know it sounds strange. Old school enchiladas and pizza. Well, you know what? Growing up, it's like, I didn't know what a Frito pie was. Here's my chance to really experience Frito pie or a corn dog. And like, what? This thing, I I had no idea. So, but it was also, it was also the time where lunchtime was also the time where I would talk to my friends. We would have a, at our campus, we would have a jukebox where we would go and play music and, and the nice thing about it, we would have teachers come in and talk to us. And they will see us in a different light, and we'll see them in a different light. You can look up Jukebox on YouTube, <laughs> yes, too. So yes. this this is <laughs> now turning you from this building blocks to <laughs> right. the History Channel. That's right. Yeah. They so, can tell uh, our age. Also with that, uh, on these podcasts, we may say things, and you may get ideas. No, we will not put a jukebox <laughs> okay. in the cafeteria. <laughs> but please enjoy a Frito pie and a That's cordial. right. Okay. Kind of mentioned a little bit. Who is your greatest inspiration? I would say who my greatest inspiration was when I started education was my parents. But now I would say what inspires me the most is my kids. That's what makes me get walk through those doors at Dawson. And it makes me put in the work at 5 a.m. to go take pictures. That's phenomenal. I have to say my mother, my, my inspiration and my hero. May she rest in peace. Yes. Oh, that's these are great answers. All right. What profession other than the one you have would you like to have attempted? I would have liked to have been a nature photographer like Ansel aren't, Adams. Aren't you? I am, but not like Ansel Adams. Look him up on YouTube. <laughs> Film photographer. <laughs> well, I did a, I did some uh, turbine cowboying, and I would love to go do that some more. Okay, you got to say that again. Tur- turbine cowboying. Turbine cowboying. So I used to do the windmills. I, I left education for a little bit, and then I went and did the windmills. I loved it. I so loved you're talking to those skyscraper windmills you yeah, oh, yeah. There oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah did that for about two years and loved it the the next step was uh doing the ones that were offshore where you would come in with a air and propel from a helicopter and go down and because i would do it the other way we would go up and then have to but the new ones that's the next step that i was going to go into so i would love to go back and and do that at some that's point. exciting i have a visual of victor being dropped from a helicopter <laughs> right. with a corn dog and a frito pie <laughs> jumping on a windmill that's right all right what movie do you quote the most? Summer Rental, John Candy. 
some I uh, have not seen it. Can you give us a line? It's a good base. I was going to say that's a great movie. It's a good base. What is it's a good base. He gets gets, um, a sunburn. A sunburn, and he's like, oh, it's a good base. Well, in art, I always say that. I'm like, oh, it's a good base. And the kids look at me because they don't know that movie. Right. I have to say Three Amigos. Oh, yes. Yes. I didn't know what a plethora it was. Uh, (laughs) Would you say you have a plethora of piñatas? Yeah, we have a plethora of great teachers. (laughs) (laughs) Hefe, what is a plethora? That's right. Yeah, I like that. All right, what is your go-to karaoke song? Hungry Like a Wolf by Duran Duran. Oh. I would ask you You to can sing, look it up on YouTube. No, I don't need to look it up. I know it. Couple skate. Uh, I want to say Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. Oh, you have to sing that. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to sing, but I could dance it for you all. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, this is not a video segment. And that's why I offered that. <laughs> Him and his pants. Final thought. Everything we do... Focuses on student growth and opportunity. What message do you want to close on to give students about growth and opportunity? Well, I would go back to kind of what I said earlier. First of all, you need to find what you love. Do it to the best of your ability. But I think when we set expectations high, kids always meet it. And so I would say work hard and you'll reap the benefits of your hard work. And that is true. Uh, what, what we've learned today is that never give up. The job is never done until it's done. And it takes hard work and it takes passion and it takes dedication. It may be waking up at five o'clock in the morning. It may be jumping on a helicopter to go work on a windmill. But ultimately at the end of any journey, you can be a grand champion. Remember, you might be a roadblock or you might be a building block. You can't always change what happens but you can change how you respond. Make it a great day or not, the choice is always yours. And as always, I am the proud superintendent of Carolina ISD, Mr. Berger, and I hope to talk to you soon.